Welcome to Path of a Green Witch podcast. My name is Andrea, and I am a green witch. Herbalism is an important part of my practice. Subscribe to learn more about herbalism with me. Do you know the difference between holly and mistletoe? If you don't, a quick Google search is likely to confuse you. People constantly confuse holly for mistletoe, but the two plants look nothing alike. Holly is a free-standing tree or bush. Mistletoe is a parasitic bush that only grows on the branches of other trees. Holly has small bright red berries, and mistletoe has small white berries that are about the same size as holly berries. But holly berries are bright red, and mistletoe berries are white. Holly leaves and mistletoe leaves look completely different from each other too. It's surprising that these two plants were ever confused for each other because they look nothing alike. Holly leaves are dark green with very spiny edges. Mistletoe leaves are smaller and spoon-shaped with smooth edges. Mistletoe leaves have been described as looking like small rabbit ears because of their shape and the fact that they grow in pairs. Have you been kissing under holly thinking it was mistletoe? I will admit that I always thought holly was mistletoe, but it's not my fault. Holly is constantly mislabeled by people who just don't know plants. There are so many examples of signs that read, kiss me under the mistletoe, but show a picture of holly. Both holly and mistletoe have come to be symbols of Christmas, but they are very different plants. Just like holly, which I mentioned in the previous episode, mistletoe has a long history of being used medicinally, but the therapeutic history of mistletoe predates Christmas and Christianity. Mistletoe is a magical plant that protects babies from evil spirits. It is the symbol of life and love. Mistletoe has the power to heal and protect. Did you know that you're supposed to remove one white berry from the mistletoe for each kiss and no more kisses are to be given when the berries run out? This is an old tradition that originated in Europe. As the tradition migrated to the U.S., a few things have been forgotten. In this episode, I'm going to discuss the interesting history and medicinal uses of mistletoe. The scientific name of European mistletoe is viscum album. Viscum means sticky. It got the name because of its sticky white berries. American mistletoe is the Phoridendron genus. Mistletoe is in the same family of plants as sandalwoods. Mistletoe has been used for centuries in traditional herbal medicine to treat many different illnesses. Both varieties of mistletoe have similar compounds and similar effects when used medicinally. Mistletoe can help treat high blood pressure and cancer. It is a very interesting plant with a long healing history. But as with any medicinal herb, there are some safety precautions that you need to be aware of before taking mistletoe. The statements I make on this podcast are for educational purposes only. My statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Therefore, the statements I make are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All of the information I share is simply for informational purposes only. You should always consult with a licensed healthcare professional before you start taking a new vitamin, supplement, medicinal herb, or conventional medication. You should also get professional advice before you start a new exercise program or if you suspect that you might have a health problem. Knowledge is power. I hope you use the information I share with you to seek the best care for yourself and the people you love. Thank you for listening. Here are a few safety precautions for mistletoe. Mistletoe can actually slow your heart rate, so people with heart disease or a history of stroke should not take mistletoe. 
Eating mistletoe berries has been associated with minor stomach upset. You should not eat mistletoe berries. Mistletoe contains a chemical called tyramine, which might stimulate uterine contractions, so be very careful taking mistletoe medicinally during pregnancy. And mistletoe's abortion-inducing dose is close to its fatal dose, so mistletoe should never be used to terminate a pregnancy. People who are taking MAO inhibitor antidepressants should not use mistletoe. Taking mistletoe while you are also taking MAO inhibitor antidepressants can cause a dangerous increase in blood pressure. Examples of MAO inhibitor antidepressants are Marplan, Nardil, and Parnate. Do not take mistletoe if you are taking these medications. So, is mistletoe poisonous? The answer is, it can be. In large doses, mistletoe can be toxic. And symptoms of mistletoe toxicity include nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, headache, decreased heart rate, hallucinations, muscle spasms, and convulsions, and even death. So be very careful if you decide to use mistletoe medicinally. Here's a little mistletoe and Christmas history. Mistletoe is also known as Viscum, Herbe de la Croix, and Lignum crucis. These days, mistletoe is best known for being the sprigs that people kiss under around Christmas. Ironically though, the custom of kissing under mistletoe has a gruesome origin. In Norse mythology, the god of the summer sun, Balder, was killed by an arrow that was made from mistletoe. Balder's parents were Odin and Frigga. Odin was the king of all the gods, and Frigga was the goddess of love. Balder had a dream that he died. He told his mother about the dream, and she was worried that if Balder died, the world would be plunged into darkness because Balder was the god of the summer sun. In an effort to avoid Balder's death, Frigga made all four elements, air, fire, water, and earth, vow that they would not harm Balder. She also made all of the animals and plants promise that they would not harm Balder. Frigga didn't know that Balder had an enemy. Loki, the god of mischief, hated Balder. Loki knew that Frigga had forgotten about one plant when she made everyone promise not to harm Balder. Frigga had overlooked mistletoe because it grew on other trees rather than having roots in the ground. Loki made an arrow out of mistletoe and he gave it to the blind god of winter, Hodor. Hodor shot the arrow and hit Balder. Hodor had unintentionally killed Balder, but that was Loki's plan all along. Just like Frigga had predicted, darkness fell over the world when Balder died. Balder was miraculously brought back to life, and Frigga decreed that mistletoe would now be a symbol of love and peace. Everyone who passes under its boughs should kiss to commemorate Balder's resurrection. The Norse legend celebrates the triumph of love over death and the world's renewal and emergence into light. Mistletoe is also associated with fertility, which goes along with the theme of rebirth. People once placed mistletoe above babies' cradles to protect the baby from evil or mischievous spirits, and young girls put mistletoe under their pillows to dream about their future husbands. The physical characteristics of the mistletoe plant lend to its being a symbol of fertility. First is the fact that it is an evergreen that grows on a deciduous host. The fact that it stays green all year represents the perseverance of life. It represents the continuing life force, vitality, and fertility of the host tree through winter. This was especially significant if the tree was a sacred oak. 
Oaks were sacred in Druidic traditions. Mistletoe could blossom even during the frozen winter, so the Druids viewed it as a sacred symbol of vivacity. They gave mistletoe to humans and animals medicinally in the hope of restoring fertility. Mistletoe's shape and form allude to something sexual. It has forking paired branches, paired leaves, and berries that are full of white sticky juice. These things remind some people of sexual organs. The tradition of kissing under the mistletoe stems from the Greeks' Cronia Agricultural Festival, which was the predecessor to the Romans' festival called Saturnalia. Saturnalia was a week-long festival where people participated in all sorts of hedonistic activities. This was a time when no one would be prosecuted for any misdeeds. The festival of Saturnalia started with each community choosing a Lord of Misrule on December 17th. The Lord of Misrule was forced to indulge in food, drink, and sex until December 25th when they would be sacrificed to save the remaining citizens from their sins. Early Christian leaders incorporated Saturnalia into Christianity and the lewdness associated with the holiday was soon eliminated. There's a Christian myth about mistletoe having been a freestanding tree during Jesus' time. According to the myth, the wood of the mistletoe tree was used to make the cross of the crucifixion. So God punished the plant for its role in the crucifixion by turning it into a parasite. This is how mistletoe got the name lignum crucis, which means wood of the cross in Latin. This is also where the French name Herbe de la Croix comes from. Some Christians were slow to accept Christmas as a Christian holiday. Historically, Puritans in America were wary of Christmas rituals. During the 17th century, celebrating Christmas in Boston carried a five-shilling fine. A 16 1959 public notice in Boston about the ban on Christmas celebrations read, quote, Public notice, the observation of Christmas having been deemed a sacrilege, the exchanging of gifts and greetings, dressing in fine clothing, feasting, and similar satanic practices are hereby forbidden, with the offender liable to a fine of five shillings, end quote. When the Puritans came to the New World, they brought with them their strict ways, their religious views, and their distaste for Christmas. Although Christmas was widely celebrated in Europe as a Christian holiday marking the birth of Jesus, Puritans saw it as a false holiday with stronger ties to paganism than Christianity, and they were correct. According to the book The Battle for Christmas, quote, it was only in the 4th century that the church officially decided to observe Christmas on December 25th. And this date was chosen not for religious reasons, but simply because it happened to mark the approximate arrival of the winter solstice, an event that was celebrated long before the advent of Christianity. The Puritans were correct when they pointed out, and they pointed it out often, that Christmas was nothing but a pagan festival covered with a Christian veneer. The Reverend Increase Mather of Boston, for example, accurately observed in 1687 that the early Christians who first observed the nativity on December 25th did not do so thinking that Christ was born in that month, but because the heathen Saturnalia was at that time and they were willing to have those pagan holidays metamorphosed into Christian ones, end quote. Mistletoe has such strong ties to Christmas these days, but there was actually a time in early America when Christmas and all associated traditions were outlawed. I guess the Puritans were similar to Jehovah's Witnesses who still reject all modern Christianized pagan practices practices like Christmas. 
Several ancient cultures prized mistletoe for its healing properties and its romantic symbolism. The Greeks used mistletoe as a cure for everything from menstrual cramps to spleen disorders. Pliny the Elder said it could be used as a balm against epilepsy, ulcers, and poisons. There has always been disagreement as to the safety of mistletoe. Dioscorides and Galen advised limiting mistletoe to external use, which was in direct opposition to Hippocrates' recommendation that it be taken internally for disorders of the spleen. A French medical text from 1682 recommended mistletoe for epilepsy, which they called falling sickness. High doses of mistletoe can actually cause convulsions, though, so be careful. In the 17th century, Nicholas Culpepper recommended mistletoe for hardness of the spleen, old sores, falling sickness, which is epilepsy, apoplexy, which is stroke, and to remedy witchcraft. In the U.S., Native American tribes used mistletoe to induce abortion and to stimulate the uterus for childbirth. But like I already mentioned, mistletoe's abortion-inducing dose is close to its fatal dose, so mistletoe should never be used to terminate a pregnancy. 19th century eclectic physicians were the forerunners of today's naturopaths. Eclectic recommended both American and European mistletoe for epilepsy, typhoid fever, dropsy, which is congestive heart failure, hysterical complaints, which are gynecological issues like relieve the pain of menstrual cramps and to promote menstruation, and also to treat postpartum hemorrhage. In 1898, King's American Dispensatory warned that large amounts of mistletoe could be toxic. Symptoms of mistletoe toxicity include vomiting, catharsis, muscle spasms, coma, convulsions, and death. Now let's talk about some of the therapeutic uses of mistletoe. The leaves and young twigs of mistletoe can be used medicinally. Mistletoe has the ability to slow the pulse, stimulate gastrointestinal and uterine contractions, and lower blood pressure. It can also enhance immunity and it is a good addition to mainstream cancer treatments. Some say mistletoe is a Christmas gift for blood pressure. It actually contains substances that both raise and lower blood pressure, but the substances that lower blood pressure seem to predominate. Mistletoe is clinically proven to enhance immunity. There is a mistletoe extract called Iscador. In one study, cells that were damaged by x-ray radiation regenerated more quickly when they were exposed to Iscador. Patients with HIV who were injected with a preparation of mistletoe showed improved immune function. And as for cancer, injected mistletoe preparations can slow and reverse tumor growth and extend survival times. Mainstream cancer treatments like chemotherapy and radiation are better tolerated when combined with mistletoe. Mistletoe also improves the general well-being of cancer patients, increasing their appetite and reducing their pain, as well as normalizing their sleep schedule. The immunostimulant and tonic effects of mistletoe are well tolerated according according to Dr. Weiss. I'm going to talk more about Dr. Weiss in a future episode. Here's how to use mistletoe. Due to the potency of mistletoe, it is best to start with a small amount. Mistletoe is available at health food stores and online as a liquid extract and dry herb. It is also available in pre-prepared tea bags. 
Follow the recommended dosage on commercial preparations, but start with a low dose. Dried mistletoe that is used to make tea is recommended at no more than 10 grams per day. Here's a mistletoe tea recipe. Add 1 to 2 teaspoons of dried mistletoe to 1 cup of hot water and steep for 5 to 10 minutes. Strain and enjoy. Drink no more than one or two cups per day. Here's a blood pressure tea blend that you can try. It's recommended by Dr. Weiss. Mix equal parts mistletoe, hawthorn, and lemon balm. Infuse two teaspoons of the herb mixture in one cup of hot water for five to ten minutes. Take one cup in the morning and one cup in the evening. Mistletoe growing information. Like I mentioned, mistletoe is a parasitic plant. It attaches to the branches of other trees and shrubs and digs its roots into the branch of its host rather than putting roots in the ground like most other plants. As it grows, it burrows into the inner wood of its host and draws nutrients from the sap of the host tree. Mistletoe also uses photosynthesis though to make nutrients, so it's actually only hemiparasitic. If the host tree is healthy, it is generally not harmed by having Having mistletoe growing on it. Some people actually see the relationship between mistletoe and its host as symbiotic. Mistletoe attracts birds even in the winter because they eat the berries. The birds often spread the host tree seeds and increase the overall population of that host tree. Mistletoe has small, smooth, oval-shaped leaves that grow in pairs along a woody stem. The leaves of American mistletoe are a little larger than European mistletoe. It has waxy white berries that grow in clusters of up to 6 or 10 depending on the species of mistletoe. These berries are an important food source for many bird species, but mistletoe berries can be mildly toxic to humans causing gastrointestinal discomfort, so it's best to wash your hands after handling the berries and obviously do not eat them. Growing mistletoe is surprisingly easy. All you have to do is squeeze some of the thick, sticky pulp out of several mistletoe berries and rub the seeds on a young, thin tree branch. Spread them out about an inch apart. If the seeds are not eaten by birds, they should grow on their own without your help. But keep in mind that mistletoe can be invasive in some areas, and it has been known to destroy forest trees, costing the timber industry a lot of money in lost trees. Mistletoe usually is not grown intentionally. It's usually just gathered wild. Here's a little mistletoe magic. The magical uses of mistletoe around the winter solstice include healing, love and fertility, and protection from harm. Mistletoe may be useful in spells to attract love, for protection, success in hunting, and for forgiveness and reconciliation. Remember to collect mistletoe respectfully with a non-ferrous tool. Make sure you get consent from the tree. Say prayers and give offerings. Never let mistletoe touch the ground. Mistletoe was one of the most sacred plants to the druids. They referred to it as all heal and they used it to increase fertility in both people and animals. They also used it to attract good luck and to defend against evil spirits. It is a custom in British paganism to string mistletoe in the home during winter with a red ribbon for protection against disease or harm and then to burn the mistletoe on Candlemas which is also known as Imbolc. The burning furthers the spell of home protection at the height of winter. 
burned mistletoe to banish unwanted spirits, lay it across the threshold of the bedroom to banish unpleasant dreams, hang it in the home in a central location like over the hearth or at a door to drive away negative influences. Mistletoe has always been considered a magical good luck plant. Keep a sprig of mistletoe with you to ensure good luck and fertility. Hanging mistletoe in your home will protect it from disease, lightning, werewolves, and having your children switched with fairy changelings. Mistletoe is a promoter of grain and fruit harvest, a fattener of livestock, an incentive to milk production, a safeguard against ghosts and witches, nightmares, and conflagrations, a bringer of luck to farmers, homeowners, hunters, warriors, wrestlers, and travelers. It's an agent which forces spirits to reveal their secrets a discoverer of buried treasures, a feeder of the mystic mandrake. Mistletoe can be combined with jinx-breaking herbs such as rue and oakwood. Burn the herbs for keep-away evil spells. Mistletoe is associated with the deities Frigga, Apollo, Freya, Venus, and Odin. It can be used in the following types of spellwork. Protection, love, keeping sickness at bay, luck, fertility, sleep, dreams, and banishing. Burn mistletoe in your hearth's fire or in candles for protection, especially for the protection of children. Mistletoe is a useful medicinal herb with an interesting history. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about mistletoe with me. The herb of the week for December 27th, 2021 to January 2nd, 2022 is starflower, Borajo officinalis. Some people know starflower by her common name, borage. The theme associated with starflower is finding grace. Grace is a gift you give to the world around you. How can you let a little more grace in your life? How can you grace the world with what is special about you? Maria Forleo, a best-selling author of advice books, said, quote, Having faith means recognizing the value of what you are here to contribute to the world and allowing your actions to be grounded in that truth, end quote. Are you gracing the world with your special skills? Starflower has several medicinal benefits that I will share with you in the next episode of Path of a Green Witch podcast. I hope 2021 has given you some memories that make you smile. Subscribe if you haven't already so you can learn more about herbalism with me. Thank you so much for listening.